Welcome back. You're hanging out with the Watch family, and this is Gaming with the Watch, the podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Mario, and I'm hanging out with my lovely daughter, Dominique. And this is not going to be a long um, podcast, people. We just want to give you some like bonus coverage, and we're going to do kind of a quick summation, a synopsis of day one of E3. And we're going to get uh, right into it. Tell the people how you're doing, Dominique. So I'm doing good. We just finished uh, E3 for at least of the gaming part. They're doing, um, as people are doing, you know, I guess podcasts and uh, interviews with game developers. But for the most part, the, the gaming reveal of uh, E3 day one is done. Okay, yes, it is done. And um, I must admit, there was some weird things going on, and some parts of it was a tough watch, but once it got to the actual uh gaming part of it it was okay but before we get into that i want to tell you guys please um go download the podcast listen to it where you get most of your favorite podcasts at gaming with the watch you can get it on anchor uh spotify uh podform google google podcast apple podcast uh download it tell a friend share uh leave a comment if you listen to it on Anchor, you can leave us a voicemail and let us know uh, that you appreciate the work we're putting in and we'll do our best to respond back to you. Um, so with that being said, we're going to sum up what we thought about um, day one as far as um, E3 go. And the biggest um, developer there for day one was Ubisoft. And so, Dominic, I kind of let you start it off. How do you feel about the overall Ubisoft presentation? Uh, I feel like it, it was pretty good. Like you said, the pre-show was a little bit weird, but the, the main show was good. There were some good games there, although uh, one of the games which was a collaboration with Nintendo did get with beforehand, like early in the morning before Easter started. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, you did have that leak, and then, um, and that game was uh, Mario and Rabbits something. I can't remember the actual title. Uh, of it. Mario plus Rabbits Park of Hope. Okay, well, there you go. And then you had supposedly another small leak that was on Twitter that I read while we was doing it, but it was just a leak saying what games were coming to Gamer Pass for Microsoft, which I don't really consider that a leak at some yeah. point. You they know. were basically just saying, just saying the obvious that everybody knew that Bethesda games were coming to Game Pass. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So I don't really consider that a leak. That's just if you are a gamer and you understand how it works you would know that eventually that's coming anyway so um that's not a leak so my thoughts uh from it it felt weird a little weird that the crowd wasn't there but you understand with the state of the world and the state of um where we at you understand why but they did um announced that they're gonna have crowds back next year and which 
me and my daughter has been throwing around some ideas about it would be nice to go and actually do a podcast from there and maybe meet some people who could probably be on the podcast and talk about gaming with us. You know, that's a really uh, cool thing. Hopefully the podcast would have grown by the end and, and we could actually do that. But it felt a little weird not having people there. And yeah. overall, and, and overall I, I, I think that I don't know. The the, the pre part to Ubersoft was was weird. There's is no other way to to uh, sum that up or, or or say anything because literally as their version of I guess a, a live hope or loading screen, they just had different games where they was walking or either driving or flying somewhere. You know what I mean? With 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 the clock countdown at the top left hand of the screen, which is just weird you could have gave me a weird like montage or 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 some people talking or something because the very first one was long when you when, when you agreed the first one was just abnormally long yeah like it's a little bit weird it's like what's going on is this an angel or something but i think that was a board just just walking in a straight line just walking through the forest and stuff and then it switched off and we were like what was that what's happening yeah yeah it was a bit weird and i and i on gaming with the watch uh twitter page i i um i posted that i think ubisoft overthought this you know uh trying to do too much because i don't know i i, I guess they got their desired the desired effect but um, it was weird, and I'm and I'm a you know kind of look around on Twitter to see if anybody else thought it was a little uh, weird. I won't say it was off-putting to make me want to go do something else, but I could see how some people may have gotten up to do something else and then forgot to come back and maybe miss something. You know what I mean? I can understand how that happens because you know we live in a world where people' um, attention span is is not what it used to be, and that's just to say the least. Um. But as far as the game part of it, I, I really doesn't don't have any complaints with that because it turned out to be, you know, traditional reveals um, like um, E3 other than the crowd and uh, other than, you know, uh, <laughs> the Philharmonic uh, Symphony Orchestra playing. It turned out to be, um, I guess, par for the course. But. Um, I did see a few games that I did uh, like I think uh, might be cool and this whole the, the thought of Far Cry 6 um, I don't know for some reason it intrigues me because I have been kind of wore out on Far Cry because um, I thought that they pretty much have been repackaging and recycling and, and rebranding the same game but, the, but for some reason I, I don't know until I get my hands on it this particular one interests me what what did you see from ubisoft that other than the rabbits that may interest you uh the rainbow six uh, um uh the rainbow six siege i think it was called containment i know before extraction uh, extraction i know that uh before he switched to the official uh live stream we were watching GameSpot, and then um they talked about how it was originally named Quarantine, but you know, stuff happened and so they had to rename it. Oh, well, yeah, you can understand um, that even though um, 
if you as a uh, end user, a gamer or whoever have some type of qualms about um, that name, then you're taking it too serious. It's in the video game world. And but I can understand how they're taking other people's um, sensitivity activities into consideration i can understand that but yeah you're right it looked like um that's a really good game because it was um you could take three i mean two other of your friends and the most interesting thing about it was i found fascinating that one of your friends could get captured by the aliens and then you and the other two and you and your other friend would have to go try to rescue that person that's a very interesting spin on how you do you know um uh v versus v or either you know co-op team play type games that's a that's a unique spin now the question is a lot of the stuff is sounding good in theory but how does it translate to the actual play and feel of the game because some stuff you know you get it it feels all clunky and it feels grindy and like i said in theory it sounds good but if you actually get your hands on it you realize that it don't perform the way they talked it up to be. Mm-hmm. So, so, anything else at the Ubisoft show interest you? Um, yeah, I thought that. Um, I thought that the uh, the Viking game seems like it could be interesting. Um, I forgot what it was called. I know it's um like a you know. I don't want to say a Minecraft game, but you know, one of those type of games where you protect your home, you build up, uh, you get minerals and you craft to try to get better weapons. And then they say at night, you really have to fight because demons and monsters try to take over um, your your land and you could fight uh, or, or get up with to 10 other people to help protect the, the village. And then they say every couple of days, a giant comes and try to wipe your village and you and your friends off the map and you guys got to go stop the giant from making his way to your village and i thought that's a very interesting once again if it's done right and and it's applied and it plays right and you don't have to do too much you know grinding just to get certain things you know it, it sounds like it's a really good concept if you got a group of friends uh that's down with you like that and you know because i noticed all the games are heading toward towards getting a bunch of people to play with you to i guess to make it more interactive to make it more to make it more fun so that's that that seemed real interesting what about you anything else um not really you know the rest of this uh typical we saw what you typically expect for them the open world you know the just dance you know a typical uh soft things yeah yeah um it's interesting that uh let uh, like what you said about the um the, the rabbits and, and mario that nintendo is really committed to that particular crossover type thing and um i think they said that um the viking game that i was talking about is going to be like cross play where you could be with nine other people but they don't all have to be on the same system and that makes it really fun and really uh you know uh really adaptive well because not all your friends have the same 
uh, system or even if y'all do have the same system, some people uh, prefer to play certain games on certain systems, whether it be PC. Some people prefer to play, even though they have a, a PlayStation and an Xbox, prefer to play Madden on the Xbox over the PlayStation and vice versa. So that's, that's I notice a lot of things is heading toward crossplay. But then there's that argument um, that I've heard people say when it's a crossplay game, the game is hard to be good because you got so much development that you got to put and make it a crossplay that it's hard to make it stand out on one system or the other because you spread thin as far as development go. What are, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I, I don't think so. Like games like Fortnite and Rocket League seem to be just doing fine with crossplay. They don't seem to have any development troubles with that. Everything comes out across all systems at the same time as far as updating content go. So I don't really see that as a problem. Okay. Um, and I see that um, they did some um, stuff with uh, Watchdog Legions. They said they got uh, something new coming out with that. So. Um, I think yeah, that was a DLC expansion. I think it was called Watch Dark Legion's Bloodlines. Okay, so I played that, and I'm gonna be completely and brutally honest. I played Watch Dog uh, Legions for about 20 hours, and I found it to be boring. To be perfectly honest with you, I found it to be kind of monotonous, and I never realized. Um, like I heard one of the people say during the um. Uh, I think it was the pre-game, I mean the pre-show, that sometimes when you play with a character, you get invested in your character once you build them up to see them die and go off, and then you have to kind of play with another character and start over. I realize I'm like that too. I get invested in my character and I want to keep my character. So switching around from character to character, depending on what your job is, I think they focus so much on hacking and playing with this little robot always in the vents that it kind of took away from like the first game. The first game with Aiden was one fun, exciting game. I mean, granted, it was that way because we've never really seen anything like that. But I think you should have kind of stayed on that path, you know, but a lot of people would kind of tell you that Legion was not. I mean, by far out of the three Watchdog games, it is definitely number three easily. So um, but overall, um, I think they did a pretty uh, decent job. They 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 had stuff to offer, um, and I, I I think it came across good. Other than that pregame weirdness, what what's your summation of it all? I think everything was good. You uh you got things that you expected from you know what you typically expect for Ubisoft. There were no no duds so that that's pretty good so i think overall it was a, a solid presentation okay so that is um our summation up of um day ubisoft. one yep ubisoft no we still we still gotta talk about gearbox Okay, okay, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That was our day one summation of um, Ubisoft. And then now we're gonna transition over into um, Gearbox. What was your biggest takeaway from the Gearbox uh, presentation? 
Uh, probably the uh, Borderlands spinoff, Tiny Tina's Wonderland. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, they didn't really tell you much, much about it, but it seems like um, because they kept saying that if you played uh borderlands then this will seem real familiar to you even though they keep saying it's his own standalone thing but if you play borderlands they say it'll seem real familiar to you but because it's his own standalone thing if you've never played a borderlands game you should be able to just jump into wonderlands and and pick it right up yeah i would say i guess it's interesting i'm i've never been the type of person like just jump into a series with the newest release around me. I always like to, you know, to start from the beginning of the series and play games in, I guess, their chronological order and stuff. Well, that's true, but this is technically not a Borderlands game. It's its own um, story. So, you know, you got Borderlands 1, 2, and 3. Then you had that, like, Borderlands playstation vita version then you got borderlands vr so if you did want to do it that way you would have a lot of game plan to catch up but they made it clear that this is not a borderlands spinoff or anything like that it's its own thing well they said it's like it's related to borderlands but like it's not like revolved in the main borderlands timeline and stuff it's like its own floating thing yeah yeah all right what else um you know piqued your curiosity from gearbox um not much really i do think you know um that uh i didn't know gearbox produced you know a lot of the games there so i don't they talked about something about a game called homework but I, I really didn't know what that was, and they never really explained it. They were talking about the remaster. It's like, okay, are, are you gonna tell us what what that is? Or yeah, yeah. Um, and which is funny because as I sit here, and I supposedly uh, took notes while we was uh, watching the thing, but I am actually literally drawing a blank as to some of the games that they that they put out there i know it was a few i was like oh yeah that seems real interesting like um i would definitely uh want to play um so um yeah they did uh talk about uh video game movies they were you know producing about the borderlands and stuff Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, um a movie with uh Kevin Hart and they say Jack Black is um in it too. And I'm I'm glad you said that. It brings us to the point where uh, I'm saying the reason uh they was asking, you know, why video game movies didn't, you know, like translate over to the to the general masses is because inherently most video games live action uh movies have sucked. You know what I mean? You was talking about this not even uh, an hour ago, and if they start making them good, maybe they won't uh, suck, but it's hard to well, get that. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, well, here's the thing. I heard that the, check, the, the Detective Pikachu and the Sonic movie were good video game movies, but I think that, you know, they're a mix because they're live action and animated. I think what video game movies, like, 
they really missing out with trying to make them like action all the time that they should really be animated yeah and it will come across a little bit better and that's that's what i always say but people act like um see the problem what which which is inherent when you try to make comic books anything crossover whoever uh takes the movie script or try to turn it into tv show they always seem to want to turn everything into a love story and sometimes it just don't come across good everything can't be a love story you know what i mean and i understand that somewhere along the way long time ago somebody came up with a formula say if you make two people fall in love by the end of the movie it make people like it it make people want to come see it and uh spend money on it and i understand it's a formula for it but not everything has to be that there are people who can w- go watch a movie and don't necessarily needs the guy to get the girl at the end of the movie you know what i mean yeah uh, why can't just people just be happy it's like hey you know i saved the world i accomplished my goal now i can go back to you know living peacefully or achieve my dreams of opening a bakery and stuff why does romance and relationship have to be the end goal every time like you don't have to save your planet because you know you have a loved one you could just want to save the planet because you want to save the planet <laughs> yeah but I, I, I have uh, seen that there are a lot of adaptations of uh, video games coming to the screen, whether it be movie form or whether it be uh, TV shows, because I know Uncharted is supposed to be coming as a TV show. I know The Last of Us, um, and we heard the guy talking about uh, uh, Metal Gear is supposed, supposed to be a movie. Gundam is supposed to be a movie. So um steam for the interest for it seems to be picking up uh, amongst people in the general public it seems to be trying to get some traction so i look forward to um seeing it because um we just uh well i recently you didn't uh i think you didn't want to see it but we watched the monster uh hunter based on a video game uh movie with uh mila jolovich and it was it was okay i could i could you know it, it was all right yeah, well, a lot of people were saying it wasn't like accurate to the games or stuff. Like they were criticizing Scott White have this military plot of going into another world when you have so much in the game world that you can focus on without, you know, half the people from our world coming into it. Yeah. See, but for me, a person who really don't know the Monster World game lure a story it didn't affect me like that because as far as I'm concerned, it was just a movie I was watching. I didn't know any of the backstory of a monster hunter. So um, it was just a, it, it wasn't a horrible movie. I, I won't say that by no stretch of the imagination, but it was because it did have some scenes that I was like, all right, that, that, that's okay. That's, that's fire right there. But it wasn't like the movie where you just clamoring to, I want to go watch again, but it definitely by no stretch was a bad, horrible movie where you'd be like, they just wasted 35 million dollars you know so it, it wasn't like that um, uh also um i think uh, a lot of netflix is picking a lot of video game series up and you know adaptation them for netflix i i do know that castlevania people been saying that's good and and, it, and they did a good job representing the games and stuff so i'm just um i look forward to see what netflix do of other video game franchises for in a made it serious 
Okay. Well, there you have it. Um, can you remember anything else that should be a talking point from uh, Gearbox? Uh, not that I remember, but I do have to ask you a question. Okay, go ahead. Uh, were you, did you were you here? Cause they they were when we were talking about video games movie, but they also showed a a new video game movie. You know, like it's not a video game movie as in really it's still a franchise, but uh, it's a movie about video games. So right, right, so you see that one? No, I did not. What was it called? Do you remember the title? Uh, I don't remember title, but. It's a movie about, you know, a guy inside of game, uh, inside of a game that's an NPC. Oh, no, so, no, yes, he, yes. He I, becomes self-aware. Yeah. And so he has to help, yeah. you know, save the video game world from the person who's running and wants to shut it all down and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Actually, it's because it's not specifically based around a, uh, a particular type of game it, it could be funny you know what i mean or, or it could be entertaining because um it's not based you, you won't be looking at the whole movie going that's not how that went he doesn't do that that's not how it goes in the comic book that's not how it went in the video game so you're not spending the whole movie doing that you can actually laugh and maybe enjoy it but yeah i, I did see that let's wait until it picks up and becomes successful then they add that into you know, a licensed video game, then it sucks. Yeah, and then it sucks. Yeah, so yeah, I, I forgot all about that. I thought, I, I, didn't we see that at the summer thing? The summer games uh, kick off? Yes, yes, but they, they showed it again. Uh, I think during the Gearbox, by talking about the, the movies portion and stuff. Oh, okay. All right, yeah, but I, I think that uh that could be entertaining because like i said it's not actually attached to anything it's attached to a generic mpc so yeah um yeah i think right. that would be cool what, what what else was out the gearbox or that was it uh i think that was it for the main course of getting stuff it was just the two shows today uh you be soft and gearbox okay all right well so, uh do you think uh what do you think was that good for thing was that a solid you know start off to an e3 i know the uh summer games fest kicks it off but you know it's the official start <laughs> um i mean considering we didn't get an e3 uh last year and you know um considering the fact everybody trying to hold their big guns and big games close to the vest um i think that was a pretty legitimate start it wasn't anything that blew your socks off or blew the doors off anything or left your mind going like wow they just really uh blew my mind with that but i think it was a really uh solid start if i had to give it a grade i, I would give it a b it was a solid thing it wasn't an a or a plus but i would give it um, a solid B because I mean you, it, it's, it's it's warming back up, getting back into the swing of things. So um, other like I said, other than that weirdness, that was the pregame, pre-show. I don't know why I keep saying pregame. Guess because I'm a football fan. But other than the pre-show, um, it was a, it was a solid thing as far as Ubisoft go. And Gears uh, Box, I mean um, they are a decent developer, but it, it was only. 
uh, so much they could show, but I was still surprised at how much they did bring to the table, though, to be honest with you. So overall, I would give day one a B. What about you? Like I said, I agree with you. It, it was uh, pretty solid. I would give it like a, a B plus. Because, you know, I understand that, you know, like you said, there was an injury in here. So really, no matter what the opening day is, it probably will have been an improvement over last year. Yeah, yeah. And so many people were looking forward to E3 uh like uh me and you because that's our thing so um regardless of what it uh was i'm pretty sure people all around the world was glued to watching it and you said you downloaded uh the app and the app had issues because so many people was on it right yeah it's not working now but i managed to get through all the e3 stuff on the browser oh okay okay well guys there you have it that was day one of e3 we're gonna try our best to cover um all the days of e3 so we mm -hmm. just we just wanted to come on and give you a quick synopsis of uh what we personally saw from real gamer standpoint and not from technical standpoint not from uh writing blogs and articles about it but as how we see it as fans and the things we like to play and things that kept our interest and kept our attention uh, glued to it. Now, there were moments where you felt like, yeah, this is the time to go get a snack or time to go use the restroom or something like that. But overall, uh, for it being back after having a whole year uh, off, I think it was pretty good. So any mm -hmm. parting shots you got, Dominique? Uh, no, not really. I just say it's joining us tomorrow because today was like you know two things but tomorrow's going to be packed so for, for us uh join us tomorrow for the um 24 entertainment show the xbox in bethesda uh in bethesda game showcase the square enix percent the warner brothers game game slash black for blood showcase the pc game show and the features game show so there's gonna so join us that for tomorrow because there's gonna be a lot to talk about more than there was today okay well uh there you have it <laughs> there you have it all right guys once again uh check us out anywhere that you get your podcast at uh we definitely had anchor uh google podcast apple podcast uh don't forget to check us out gaming with the watts on the facebook page and remember a family that plays on the sticks together sticks together and we'll see you guys tomorrow after day two all right take it easy gaming with the watts episode three the games we love awesome show this is gaming with the family glad i had a chance to listen to your show can't wait to listen to some more and if you get a chance listen to ours we're just starting out and thanks for the inspiration